Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the Roy Disney to my Bob Iger, Bradford Oman. Hey, that's me. Yeah. My my brother started Disney. <laughs> that's not... Is that what it sounds like? Yep. Have you ever heard him talk? Me, Roy Disney. <laughs> that's goofy. That's goofy. He never that's owned exactly anything. That's exactly why... That's that's literally why his brother oh, made that voice. Oh, now he was I get fun it. Of his brother. Oh, yeah. no. That, okay. Well, uh, then that makes you the um, Chapek. Bob Chapek just got fired. That's your your Bob Chapek. What? What? Usually it's Brad you make fun of, and you give me the nice one. What yeah. happened? I thought that Roy Disney was the worst of the three. Is it not? No. It's any, if anything, he's he's pretty middle tier. I yeah. would say Michael Eisner is probably the maybe the worst one. But that's the one I remember from because that was like the the what was the the wonderful world of Disney. Mm-hmm. On Sunday nights or something. Where on does Lee Coca fit in here? Uh, he, different, different company. All right. Well, uh, Andrew's hey. with us. I don't know much about Andrew because it's Nate's uh, good friend. So, Nate, why don't you come up with uh, a name, a nickname for Andrew? Uh, is is he the Michael Eisner? How harsh. That would be really shitty of you. Well, you took Bob I- Iger, right? Yeah, yeah he, made, he made himself Bob Iger. I'm, yeah. I'm Bob Iger. Yeah, that was very convenient of you. The only really, really great one. You're I, all you welcome. Know what? I'm going to say my buddy Andrew DeSelm, um is the Abigail Disney of this oh, podcast. Oh, she's nice. Oh, that's good Not for you. Not technically the head of the, the yeah. organization, but well-regarded in the Disney world. Yeah, and, sure. and self-aware, I'd say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Okay. Well, hey, welcome. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on our, our movie podcast where we talk about the, the couple of trailers, the latest movies that we assigned each other and or saw. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe if we got time, we'll, we'll play a game. I, I have prepared us a fantastic game. You really did. I did. Oh, oh. wonderful. Uh, but before we get to that, guys, it's Thanksgiving week. And I know you guys are getting getting excited to to cook up some turkey, get, get your stuffing on, get some mashed potatoes in you, pour some gravy on it. Do you guys, do you guys eat the... The cranberry sauce, like real cranberries, or do you like it to be in the shape of the can? It's got to be in the shape of the can. Yeah, it's got to be in the shape of the can. Yeah, what, yeah. what are you doing otherwise? Although I will uh, say I do like certain like uh, different cranberry recipes. That, that Andrew, I, can I, or I'm no trying. can? Can or no can? I grew up in a can house. Okay. Good, Good man. I, uh, I didn't love it. Okay, well, you know what? Yeah, you you, you, you had us here. and some, you, some dark. Hannison lost us. Some dark stairs <laughs> <laughs> were cast around the room when I well, said that. Well, guys, I figured we'd start Thanksgiving early. Oh, you know, God. so beca- I... uh, because uh, you know more more than just Aldi has these. They're different kinds, but I got these from Aldi. These are uh, turkey stuffing flavored wavy potato chips. Ben, go ahead, go ahead and grab yourself. So for those of you that maybe are first time listeners, and maybe Andrew, uh, we we have a, a legitimate. Sponsor on this podcast every week. Full on sponsor who they, gives they, us money. They, they literally mail us a check to sponsor this one episode. Yeah. And this week it's, I'm sorry, Brad, what is it? It is turkey stuffing flavored wavy potato chips from Clancy's. Yeah, well, it's the Aldi brand. Yeah. So Aldi LLC will be selling, sending the check this week. I don't know if they're are they LLC. Like a, are they, yeah. Corporation? I don't know. Oh, no, I'm full. No, no, you got to try one. <laughs> Andrew, you can go ahead and, ha- and get yourself oh, one of these, this too. this chip is too big. Chomp this right in the microphone. I, uh, yeah, that's the thing. You I don't do it, gotta, and he does. Oh, oh yeah. You, you got to crisp chomp it in the phone, or you got to slurp it in the phone. Oh. Yeah, chomp it up, guys. Just get it, get in there, and let's just uh, let's just have some talk about flavors. Yeah, for, for a moment, we are an ASMR podcast. <laughs> so. Ben, how's that chip treating you, buddy? <sighs> I wish you would stop doing this. <laughs> Um, it, just, it, it tastes does, like it, it tastes like, super, it tastes like nothing. It tastes like a it chip. Have much flavor. It really tastes like a normal chip. It yeah. tastes. It, it, there's it, there's does, it does have this. Has, it has like off. stuffing seasoning, like herbs. Yeah, but you it know doesn't what, taste like. You know what this is? Um, you accidentally stored the potato chips in the same bag right next to the gravy, 
for like six months and then you accidentally ate a chip. Or if you ate like dry stuffing in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the Lay's version of this would have more taste. Um, Maybe. I, so I, I had an, uh, I've had Try an, Aldi's. Dried stuff in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I've had um, Target had a they have a, 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 a stuffing flavor like a garlic and herb stuffing flavored kettle, kettle cooked chip of their own brand. Yeah, and those those were more flavorful than, than this. Those those were very. And Andrew, good. I do apologize. You don't have a drink. You're the only. I one don't. Here I don't have a drink. Would you Would you care for a? I can go get you a diet Pepsi. If you'd like one, uh, would you like some beer? Would you like a beer? Because no, I, I, you know, I'm good for now. I feel a terrible. Glass of, a glass of warm Jack Daniels. It, no, no. Because <laughs> I feel terrible that Brad did this to you. He's like, here, have a chip. Oh, by the way, don't wash it down with any for about <laughs> an hour. Be, well, here's the thing. Uh, Do you, should should I feel bad, or should you feel bad for not offering your guest a drink? Little column A, little column B. Okay, well that's what I thought. Anyway, turkey stuffing, potato <laughs> chips, <laughs> chomp them at Thanksgiving. All right, well, and Andrew, you let me know when you need a drink, okay, buddy? All right, I'm still like thinking about that Clancy's sponsorship, and if we're doing a good enough job, yeah, no, really pushing them. The the thing the sponsors do appreciate about us, is they don't that, want us to shove it down your throat. Well, I mean, they do. Well, literally, like yeah. But other than that, it's the brutal honesty of whether that the okay. product is good <laughs> yeah. or not. They so, don't. They don't want to sacrifice our integrity just yeah. for the money. No, the, the sponsors do. They they appreciate our brutal honesty. Like one times I said that M and M's gave me the candy coated shits. Oh my gosh. Uh, so uh, Ben, what movie did you watch this week? Uh, so probably I watched, nothing. Probably not. I watched. <laughs> I watched Ghost Ship. Well, if oh. all right. The Wait, bit, really? The bit is played out. It's not right? because Andrew hasn't heard it. <laughs> no, I he haven't. Didn't, he didn't I, get it. Did you uh, hear? I was actually excited about the fact he Ghost Ship. I was <laughs> like, oh, oh. Have you seen Ghost Ship? No, but I'm. I, I just know the famous opening scene with See? the wires. Oh, yes. Geez. Well, yeah. Oh, no geez. one ever said that opening scene wasn't famous. I know. Okay. Well, we don't. That's have time. not the victory. We don't have time to catch everybody up. However, I will say yes. I watched the movie that I was assigned this week. What was it called? Though it was called Molly's Game. Wait a minute. Did you watch the movie that you Did were you assigned last, last week? week? Wait, which was that? Five hundred days of summer. Yeah. No, I really didn't. Jesus Christ! I totally forgot about it. What you started it, didn't you? This is yeah, strike, I did. This is strike oh my two God. for you. Yeah, no, but boys, I will say that what, I what, what 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 can we do at this point? Okay, listen, I, I don't want to say that I'm I'm like really hurt, but I'm very disappointed. Yeah, it, I will say that I did choose Molly's. I was like, fuck, five hundred days of summer. I know. I'm watching Molly's. You don't game. like he doesn't like rom- romantic comedies. No, mm-hmm. I just yeah. forgot and I watched Molly's game. Do you guys have a punishment system set up? Yet? <laughs> We're about this to. Is part of, part of the yeah, fun. This, just yeah. shaming. Just a lot of. All right. So, how did you like Molly's game? Please tell everyone what it's I about. Will, I will watch Five Hundred Days of Summer. No, you obviously. won't. No, you won't. Just stop. I've, stop I've, lying. I've caught up. Stop lying to Before. our listeners. Uh, Molly's game is. It's very good. Uh, the writing is excellent. So the the, the movie is, uh, the the true life story of Molly Bloom, who uh, created a poker persona uh almost like an avatar of a person who is like running high stakes games um and yet they treated her in the movie and i'm sure there's some elements to this like she had a heart of gold like she would never do anything wrong and she she just kind of like got trapped into this underbelly world of. i'm not of, sure that they painted her as having a heart of gold well they they tried very hard I mean, the movie. I thought it was more like she was conflicted and like she was. No, Cause, I mean, because the, the movie's 
really like this was either written by executive produced by or or all the money <laughs> came from Molly Bloom because there's not no. one thing in there that's negative really about I her. Did, I don't know. I think they 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 Andrew, did you see this movie by the way? I I haven't, but uh I understand it's about uh Toby Maguire in real life. Is that? Yeah, are we, that are we allowed to talk the, about that or is that an insider you know, secret? The, that is the I the googling I did after the fact like player X who is named in Molly's book Never was uh, put uh, pen to paper as far as a name, but Tobey Maguire evidently. Yeah, is people that people have figured out that this is pro- who it has and he's to be. played by Michael Sarah in the movie. Yeah, right? yes, and and the guy that guy's a piece of shit in the movie. <laughs> I think, I, in the movie, think, in the movie. But Tobey Maguire is as well. Well, I don't know that. I don't. I, no, I really don't know sure, that. I'm pretty sure that's been confirmed. I don't, I've never heard that he's a piece of shit. I mean, uh, I think uh, he'd have a, a bigger aside, career right now. Aside from the poker stuff. In that world, I'm yeah. saying. Yep. In that world, I've heard. So, that. was he just cheat or something? So, or what, in, what? in the movie, uh, so he, he allows, uh, he helps Molly build a, a game and pull it away from a different person who's a piece of shit. So, there's a piece of shit, number one. Toby McGuire's character is a player at that game. Says, hey, Molly, I can help you set up a different game and fuck that guy. So, then they set that up. And then he gets jealous that she's not flirting with him like she's flirting with the other guys or whatever it is and decides hey you know what uh it's either you stop making money like you were making or i'll take the game from you and she calls his bluff he takes the game from her she's destitute out in la she moves to new york and that's when she really makes it as this poker kind of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars buy-in per night like elite only game it's that part is incredible to, to watch the ins and outs of how that because you believe it and and it, whether or not it actually happened as told i still believe that if she came in the door saying uh you know i'm gonna bust in the doors at manhattan and say what's the biggest game here it's 100 grand a night 250 is my buy-in and i'm gonna make waves and she hired playboy playmates to be the hostesses and and but not because they were beautiful because they were all like vipers they were they were just very smart women who knew what they were doing. They're not there to, to, to bang the clients. They're there to elicit more play out of them. So they were, in, a, in effect, you know, eye candy to get you in the door. But my God, did she make a lot of money off of tips? And it's all legal as long as you're just getting tips and not taking a rake from the game, which is a percentage of the pot that would go mm-hmm. to the house, which would make you a casino, which is illegal. As long as you're just taking tips, it's legal in New York. She eventually gets into raking games, and that's where she gets in trouble. This whole story is being told through Idris Elba plays her lawyer who kind of takes her on pro bono, even though she promises to pay him and Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba have a lot of great dynamics between each other. The dialogue is very well it's written. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, I thought maybe it's Aaron Sorkin. The dialogue's fantastic. It's fantastic. I will say they paint her to, this movie paints her to be like a saint. I mean, it, it, I didn't get that. I yeah, didn't get I, that did, I didn't I get that it. either. I, 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 there were times where you're sympathetic to her. But you also understand she's making decisions that are getting her to the point that she's in. I understand why she's making the decisions. But I, I at the end, I didn't feel necessarily bad for her. I just, the jig was up kind of, yeah. right? Like you, you you played the game and you this, got caught. This performance was better when it was the eyes of Tammy Faye, where I, I believed that story more than I believed Molly's game as far as like what really happened and a victim of circumstance for Tammy Faye. Not so much a victim of circumstance for Molly Bloom, if that makes sense. But I, I didn't. I, maybe. Yeah, maybe I, don't, I didn't. I didn't feel like they were trying to paint her as a victim of circumstance. Yeah, because she she made the decision she made. Like it's it's like sure but, sure she sure she maybe got like in too deep, you know, and like things got rougher in, than she wanted them in to. My but opinion, that was it, her she was mistreated by some of the players. She yeah. was. Yeah. There, no, there was a lot of bad shit that happened to her. At the same time, 
there were a lot of times where the movie was just trying to give her the gold star, the the the, the presidential medal of freedom for for being the honest Molly. Like it was ben, really heavy problem with women. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was in my opinion it was just really heavy handed when the, the how they handled. So you that. hated it? I, no, I really enjoyed the movie. I just wish that it would have been a little bit more realistic. I'm a, sure that's, that's not a really little bit happened. of a Sorkin thing, though, right? I feel like you can sometimes dip into a yeah, level yeah, for of, sure. A measure of I don't know if heavy hand is quite like the no, precise that's, thing, but that's something that's probably like well, it's almost like I mean, it's an like, insult, and he doesn't deserve that, right? But it's almost, I mean, an equal insult is almost like sentimental in a way or something. Like there's something about that he kind of tugs. He tugs one of his ropes a little yeah, too I hard. Yeah, I mean, even the social network, you know, it has the, the way he dramatizes stuff. He, sure. he he brings kind of uh, he makes it a little bit more grandiose, I guess. Sure. You could say. No, no, but. yeah. If you if you're if you're writing that role to to lend it certain scenes more gravitas than they probably really had in real life, and somebody coming out being a better person than they maybe were in that moment. Yeah. You know, and th- that if he's guilty of anything, it's that it's 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 embellishing the good parts of a of a person because you want to drive the narrative in that direction. A lot of times there's nothing wrong with that. I felt it more in this movie than I have in, in previous movies. That's all. Yeah. Okay. That's all. But overall, honestly, it really made me miss playing poker. I, I, I played poker a lot in college. It made me miss it. What did you think sure. about 500 Days of Summer? So the first <laughs> the first five minutes that I've seen in that movie, it's actually pretty good. Okay. Good. So there's some some really stark uh, uh, opening scenes. Uh, there's like a, a little bit of a shift in, in the way that a movie should open. Uh, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Good. I'll let you know how the other 97 <laughs> minutes goes or whatever, how long. Nate, what's the last movie you saw? Or I guess what's the movie you were assigned if you want to start there? Well, I was assigned a movie by my friend Ben Ganowitz. And, uh, and, you, and you watched it because he signed it to you, and, right? And when did I assign this movie to you? Like a day ago. Like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and he watched Because I forgot that too. And, and here's how hypocritical Ben is. Ben tells everyone, like in our text thread, which is the three of us. Um, hey guys, Jen, can we get our, can we get our moves? Because uh, I don't know, I don't know how much time this week. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to arcade. Yeah, literally, literally. I don't know if you guys know how important I am, but <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of time. You uh, made his voice a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Yours are a little more like Cartman. Yeah. By the way, this, you're, you're this isn't a video podcast, is it? Because I want the audience to know that he's there's a man right now is weeping quietly. <laughs> Everybody else is laughing, but one man over here is crying. While so. my Ben Conowitz gently weeps. Uh, and so. I have to find go through our list of seventeen thousand movies. By the way, that these guys keep on these jokers keep on adding movies to this list. We've only all seen like fifteen thousand or like two thousand of these seventeen thousand, but yet we're still adding movies There's to this like list. Six thousand movies on this thing. It's way too long. Um, it's every movie that we can think of, and it only we've... feels long because you haven't seen movies. I. It's not that. <laughs> it's that I have to go through and check all the movies in, and then you're like. Hey, Nate, you should watch uh, Casablanca. I've seen that. Why didn't you check the link? Well, because I didn't get to the C's because I only had 17 hours to go through it. Sounds like a you problem, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you don't need to come to Brad with that shit because clearly I don't have, I've got the time and so, so do you. Yeah, somehow you found a way to go through all the lists. We hadn't opened the arcade yet. Anyway, I watched American Ultra um, and it's uh, directed by Nima Norizadu. Norizada, is that right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> she had only directed Project X, and I think has only directed Project X since then. Uh, written by uh, Ben Conowitz's dun, favorite dun, writer, dun, Max dun, Landis. Dun, Why yeah. would you say that? Um, well, you recommended this movie. I don't even know who Max Landis is, and I had to look it up after you said that, by the way. And oh, are you proud? Wow. No, I, I, I wish I wouldn't have offered that movie up. <laughs> Dark. 
I didn't know this a director, at all. A director, you, you didn't know that? I didn't know about the one thing I knew about the movie. I know about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it? Or no? I have. Okay. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Max Landis is the son of uh, John Landis, who is a very renowned filmmaker who is also known for uh, getting some people killed on a movie set. Some uh, oh, yeah, you don't know about this? Twilight Zone movie. Yeah, mistakenly neglected with a big like set piece involving a helicopter and got some kids and some people killed on the set of the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, yeah, and also uh, the, it's... It, yeah, it's also the part of the controversy is whether it's mistakenly neglected right. or very, very intentionally neglected. Exactly. Like, did he not like these people? No, no, no. No, 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 as, no, no. as in, as in he, like, they went ahead and did stuff even though he knew it wasn't safe. Of, like, we, like, we need to get this safe. done. He's he's like, he's willfully, anyway. The argument is, I'm not saying this, but there's an argument that he was will, willfully careless and it was everybody within miles radius would be like, this is not a good idea. And, he didn't and he's like, like we know, need to finish this. Let's do it anyway. Do you know how I appreciated what you just did? What's that? You did like a legal disclaimer. I'm not saying this. Just in case John Landis well, is Well, I, I, I do find, I do uh, find if, myself... If John Landis very... is listening, hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm saying it out loud. Uh, you, you killed those people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I won't say that at all. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, so, so Max Landis is uh, John Landis' son. Uh, he was a fairly well-regarded screenwriter in his own right for a little bit while. Uh, then it kind of came out that he was a sexual harasser and an asshole and has kind of since fallen off and not really uh, doing much Is anymore. the most recent thing he's done is Bright that was on Netflix? Yeah, right? I believe so. So yeah, that's is who Max... Is the sequel still coming out? Brighter? That's who Max Landis is and that's who Ben likes. So it's starring... <laughs> just, you know, willing to do that just to skip over my my, my Bright sequel joke. Okay. Well, that's that's just wasn't very good. All right, so there's uh, <laughs> starring Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Topher Grace, Connie Breton... Walter Goggins. Is it Goggins? Walton Goggins. Walton, Walton Goggins. Walton. Thank you, John Leguizamo, Bill Pullman, uh, and Tony Hale. I was surprised to see Tony Hale in it. Uh, I, I I wanted to really like this film. And I, I did watch it last night. I like everything. Have you ever watched a film where it has all the pieces that you should like, right? Yeah. Um, it has a cast that I liked. Uh, it has a, a, a kind of a, a premise that I should like. So the premise is essentially... Um, Stoner born uh, identity. Yeah, exactly. That is a great way to put it. Yeah. So uh, it, it introduces you to Jesse Eisenberg and his girlfriend, played by Kristen Stewart, who um, Jesse Eisenberg has, you know, he's clearly a stoner and he's got all these issues. Uh, it starts with him talking about how much he loves his girlfriend, though, and he wants to propose to her. They're going to go on this vacation. They can't get there, though, because he has so much anxiety. Immediately, you're like, what is wrong with this dude, right? There's so much wrong with this guy. The movie that unfolds with this guy essentially being a part of MK Ultra, which is the program that was a secret CIA program that potentially what trained assassins or trained yeah. you know agents and stuff like that. And what it is is Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg is not actually a stoner with no life. He's actually a trained assassin or a trained MK Ultra person that doesn't know it. It's a sleeper cell. But mm -hmm. eventually gets activated. Gets activated, correct. Like a Manchurian candidate. Here's here's what I, I, I liked about this movie. I, I like the premise, right? I like the premise of it. What it didn't do for me was it need either needed to be an action movie or a comedy movie. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it did. It, I think it tried to straddle both of those. And it, and it ends up not up, doing either particularly you, that's well. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. And so when I was watching it, I'm like, ah, there needs to like there, there needs to either be like a Judd Apatow, Seth Rogen comedy bit in here that's a little more funny, yeah, or it needs to go Jason Bourne esque and be a little bit more of an action film. This and is, it didn't do either this one. This movie for me. reminds me, uh, I felt very similarly to that movie Thirty Minutes or Less. Yes, yeah, it didn't know what it wanted to be either, 
and it failed on both accounts. Eisenberg still does great. Kristen Stewart does great. They're, they're, the performances aren't bad. It's just the story unfolded, and I, I, at, at the end, I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. I was on the set of Thirty Minutes or Less. They shot Jeez. up. Uh, they shot up in Michigan. Cool. Humble, was, humble Brad. It was pretty cool. <laughs> did you Did you like American Ultra? No, I think I felt similar to you. I think it's one of those things that, like, we were just talking about uh, the social network, right? And yep. I, I felt sort of like social network on the page, maybe not on the page, but like in theory, is like nothing kind of. But when you watch it, for me, when I watch it, it's just like this is stunning. It's like a top ten movie for me. I feel like American Ultra is one of those one of those movies that, like, may, that maybe with the uh, you just sort of shake up the bucket of possibilities of actors and directors and sort yep. of tones, and yep. let the same script just settle, but with this different configuration, it actually works. Sure. But it just doesn't, and that was that was my reaction. It's like, oh, what's what's a scene that I remember? You know, yep. eight, six years on or whatever it's been. It's like nothing. I remember yeah. a, the, a convenience store blows up. I remember a convenience store That's kind of blowing up, and I remember him I being remember. like locked in a bathroom, unable to move because he's panic. But none of these scenes are like exciting or no, something no, no, that's no. like a notable like, oh yeah, that's the thing that stands out as yeah. A, yeah. as a set piece that's yep. yeah remarkable. I, and I actually I tend to like Topher Grace. I didn't love him in this. I didn't. He didn't. He didn't play a the lead of the bad guys as well as I wanted him to. Um, and so I, I would have probably, he's the only one that I probably would have recast. Um, I, I, de- I tend to like him though, but it, just not in this one. No, I, I think you're uh, totally right. There's a, it's like, he's great. He's just totally miscast. I think yep. someone else with the same dialogue. Yep. I, again, there's, there was a couple missing like pieces. Like Goggins should have been the main guy. He would have probably been better. Yeah. Um, but again. You can say that about, about any movie though. So <laughs> I think. He's tremendous. Yes. He's pretty great. All right. What did you watch, Brady? Uh, I was assigned a movie by you, Nate, uh, called Hearts War. And this is a movie that... Wow, that is old school. I was not expecting that wait, name wait, to come up. Wait, wait, To be fair, Brad has only seen... Uh, Brad has only not seen seven movies uh, yeah. that have been made. It, so, he, uh, of the six... Not that, remotely true. Of the 6,000 films, I counted 210. <laughs> seen. So, uh, so Ben and I always That's have a hard true. time finding No, wow. I haven't. Jesus. <laughs> But you almost believed it. I almost so, did. I was. I was like, "Wow, really? That I, seems weird." I honestly feel like if I had to guess, and I'm not gonna look, but I would guess that out of if there are truly six thousand films on that on that list, yeah, I think you've seen four thousand of them. That's a, that's probably a safe bet. I think there's there's yeah, and there. I've seen three thousand and eight seen twenty. <laughs> and, it's, it's and seen quite a bit, and, and they're all Christmas and, movies. And they're all Christmas movies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so th- I watched Hearts War. Uh, this is a movie from two thousand two. Um, Early and- Colin Farrell. Yes, yeah, early. I mean, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, really, like his fourth role, decently early. Yeah, he was. I mean, he he had Had he done uh, Daredevil yet? Yes. Had he done Minority Report? That's why. That's why I think of his breakout. Not done Minority Report yet. No. Um. So yeah. So this is a movie that's uh, directed by Gregory Hoblet, and uh, man, this was such a cool movie to me. It felt like uh, a throwback to like classic movies that they made like in in like the the forties and fifties because it is a uh, it's a prisoner of war drama. It is a, a legal, legal drama, drama. Yeah. and then almost a prison break movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this was spectacular, Bruce man. Bruce Willis is surprisingly good in this, right? He really I mean, is. He is fantastic. Back, I, it's, back when he was putting effort into his, his yeah. It's, well, I mean, well, he kind of has an excuse now. nowadays. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whoa, 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 sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, I'm not whoa, talking about whoa, the last whoa, four years. We're just talking about cop out. We're not talking about. I'm other... talking about the last like 15 years, <laughs> not the last like three years. Like, like cop out from 2010 and beyond. Boy, he really gave up, huh? You know, he's really an, an aphasia of his career that is oh, wow. there was a line there was a listen line. it's a joke i love bruce willis i'm sure he's doing quite well i am glad well, you like this be i haven't seen it since it came out actually i don't yeah. think like in that era and i remember really loving it when it came out because of that it had 
it kind of uh, markets itself as if it's uh, like almost a war movie. And it came yeah. out in a season of war movies, right? There was yeah. very popular war movies. But I remember watching this thinking, it's, it's more than that. It's actually come almost more of a legal kind of, you know. Yeah, I was very surprised by, by some of, of the turns this take. And it's, uh, it has an, uh, a good ensemble cast, too. Um, Terrence Howard is in it. Sam Worthington has a, has a bit part in it. Cole Hauser is in it. Um, but yeah, it's a very compelling drama. I, I love how it moves in between these these sh- uh, subgenres. Uh, and yeah, really, really compelling. I would say the end maybe. Well, real uh, quick, I don't think we've. Really, I'm not going to spoil it. No, no, but. we haven't even touched uh, what it is, though. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so Hearts War follows uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, it's set in World War II. Uh, he's a soldier, uh, he's, he's also uh, a lawyer, and he gets taken prisoner by the Nazis during war, and he's in this uh, POW camp with a bunch of other captured American soldiers. Uh, and the, while these American soldiers are there, new prisoners are brought in all the time, uh, and there are these two black Air Force pilots that are brought in. Uh, and this is a time, obviously, racism is rampant. And so they're treated less than, even though they're officers, and they're put into the uh, the barracks where the enlisted men are. They're not even in the same barracks with the the other officers. So they're being mistreated, and then uh, it's set up that like that um, one of them is like coaxed out of their barracks and ends up uh, being accused of murdering another uh, white soldier. And it's a soldier who is kind of like harassing them. Uh, and then it unfolds from there because they, I, I didn't know that, that this, this is something that they did, but like this, this prison camp is so established and like these people have been there for so long, they're doing stuff like putting on their own stage shows, mocking Nazis. And so they decide to have a court case basically to try this uh, black Air Force pilot for the murder and the Nazis are the ones who are the jurors and they decide what's going to happen. And I won't say anything else that happens after that because, like, it's kind of cool to see how it unfolds. But it's a very compelling story. Uh, er- everyone is really good in it, and I just, yeah, I-, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. It was a good, good suggestion, Nate. It was better than the one I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, Nate? Uh, next time I have to give you a movie, buddy. I will. I promise you, I will give you a a a good movie. Wait, wait, wait. Guess what, guys? Guess what? Guess what? Next week stars. What? Oh, oh, Christmas, it's not Christmas oh, season. Go. He's going to be real excited. All we're going to get is, is Hallmark movies. We've got to watch Dean Cain Saves the North Pole. <laughs> so oh, it's great. Okay, yeah. so before we get into uh, I want to talk about a couple other things that I've seen. But first, Andrew, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? I'm glad you asked. Actually, I didn't know this was coming up. Uh, the last movie I watched was Brian De Palma's Blowout. Oh, okay. Which is a fantastic <laughs> I have movie. No idea Did you what not that know is. what that is? Yeah. Was this the first time you'd seen it? No, no, no. I, uh, it's, I don't know. Fourth, maybe fourth time I've seen it. Okay. Oh, you must love this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also just find myself more and more rewatching movies than I do uh, watching the movies. But so I've never even heard of this person, <laughs> Brian. De, de what? You don't know who Brian Brian Palmer is? Jesus. Oh, I'm kidding. Don't but don't I, don't joke about that. I'm kidding. But I have not heard of Blood. Have you seen Blood? No, no. I I, don't, I really uh, don't know what fantastic. that is. Fantastic. So so, so I'm an idiot. Tell me. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Well, wow, that was really loud. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I sort of think of there's this golden arc of. Uh, De Palma's career in the late 70s, early 80s. And this is like the peak of that arc. Um, so it stars uh, John Travolta. And it sort of is in the paranoid conspiratorial thriller mode. And it's sort of a reimagining playoff of Michelangelo Antonioni's Blow Up, which is a 60s movies. And then that was kind of followed by Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation, which I believe was before Blow Out. Um, and all these movies... Yeah, hey, hey. I- Ben and I have never seen any of those. Well, all, well, all these movies have this great central conceit of sort of trying to reconstruct the nature of reality and perception through art. So with uh, Antonioni's Blow Up, 
he takes a picture of what he thinks is a murderer, but as he continues to blow up or make the photograph bigger and bigger and bigger, and with 1960s technology, the image becomes grainier and grainier, so the killer looks less and less like an actual thing, and that becomes a major thing. And in The Conversation by Francis Ford Coppola, it's with audio where he records things, and he thinks he records, I forget, murder? Actually, I'm kind of embarrassed that I kind of forget. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. And Blowout is actually sort of a combination of both, where uh, John Travolta is a sound man for really trashy horror movies, and he's out trying to... Uh, record the sound of um, wind and while he's doing so a senator that's potentially going to be the next president is driving by and technically has a or like is believed to have like a tire blowout but he believes that he recorded a gunshot gotcha. and it's all, all about sort of trying to reconstruct this conspiracy by virtue of having this audio um, and there's these just really wonderful the, all three of those movies that I just listed have these really really wonderful scenes of like this very like, tactile technology of art and film uh, and celluloid kind of being reconstructed and they all have these great just scenes of just the delicate use of, of instruments and that sounds really really boring but there's something really really fascinating in a good director's hands of of trying to recreate the sound and trying to like um, piece together this mystery and he does these really really incredible flourishes uh, also side notes I believe it's Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of all time yeah he I read that he just read now that he yeah loves he loves it. it um and it makes sense because it's it really is just sort of that director with his formalistic style at like the the peak of his powers um it's I think it's worth watching if you have any sort of interest in film style uh just because it's so like notably stylish and that's when Brian De Palma can kind of do that and it kind of work and then it it just sort of tilts in the 90s and the aughts where that kind of style starts feeling campy and you don't you can't quite justify as much um because everything has to become like colder, I think, and I don't know. It's it's just really fascinating. So. Well, you know what? We're gonna assign it to Ben, and he won't watch that one either. So <laughs> I will watch Five Hundred Blowouts all day long. Hey, now Nate, just to be clear here, uh, Brian De Palma directed the first Mission Impossible movie, and that's what yep. makes it so fucking good. Yeah. Do you like Mission Impossible? Ah, uh, that's like my favorite action series. Oh, Nate, interesting. They're gonna replace me. Now, wait, 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 you, you, you don't you don't like Mission Impossible? No, he doesn't get so, it. So okay, <laughs> Nate. Has only seen now the first two. Because oh, he's, he's never seen. Wait, wait. Them. All right. Well, Ben's favorite is number two. Do you it's love not, him? No. <laughs> <laughs> was, by the no. way, I wish you guys could have saw Andrew's look right there. <laughs> Whoa! So like Andrew, Andrew actually. Like, oh, look at the time. No, for the he got up. Uh, he started getting up. <laughs> I should start pulling my shirt off just to, <laughs> to fight. We, we I will, just felt this primal rage. We will just get into this <laughs> or kiss. Wait, have you actually seen the second one, Nate? Yeah, yes. no, I, I hadn't seen any of them. Yeah. I saw the first two. And he thought the first one was just okay. I thought the first one was okay. Hold the phone, hold on. Nate had never seen any. Okay. And then we assigned him the first one, and he watched okay. it. And he was like, eh. We assigned I him the second okay. one, and we, okay. we told him, the second one's not good. Yeah, you should but, have just known to skip over but, that one. But we want him to be a, a completionist, because uh. we'd love him to watch all of them, just to see where the series... Had its ebbs and flows. The problem is there's like seven of them. So but, like, you wait, might as well skip the bad one. I'm sorry, that's like. not a problem. Hey, no, no, no. I sort of feel like number two is it's like Tokyo Drift, where it's just I was like, just gonna say that. it's a sidebar. I just yell, I'm so sorry. I was literally <laughs> gonna be like, you've got to appreciate the Tokyo Drift to get to the fast five. Okay? Two people but, are gonna kiss on this podcast. <laughs> Andrew is my new co-host. I created this show. I will change out characters okay, as needed. But, I will come to South Bend. We'll record. All right, Let's do it. Andrew, let me let me defend myself here. All okay. Right, from these these heathens. Yeah, go ahead. I've got an issue with Tom Cruise. Uh, I'm not a big fan oh of Oh, okay. This, this is how he's going to defend guys, himself. Here we go. These guys also being anti-psychology, anti-mental health people. Oh, I have a psychology uh, degree. Oh, uh, working in the gutter industry. All that, right. Oh, my God. You fucking. Right. Like, <laughs> AOC's a bartender. What is wrong with you? 
uh, <laughs> as a personal friend of Nate Lauk, he's kind of an alt right guy. Yeah. So you're done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you gonna say, Nate? Yeah, uh, yeah. What were we gonna say about that? I was just saying you that no I I don't you don't like genuinely him. love Tom Cruise. That said, these guys got me back on the Tom Cruise bandwagon. We made him watch Maverick. Because I watched Maverick. Did and you he watch really Maverick? liked it. I did watch Maverick, yeah. I liked Maverick a lot, and I thought I should give Tom Cruise another try. And so I started watching the movies, you know, and, and being a part of that. Thomas so, Mopather Third can do no wrong in Yes, he can. No, clearly. You've not heard what he, what, he, what he talks about. He can do a lot of wrong. Cinematically. Right? Cinematically. <laughs> no, I just think that you, you, it, once you see, Nate, once you see the third one, and I mean this, once you see the third Mission Impossible, the, the, the tide will have shifted. You will, uh, you will agree. You you will, assign, ah, da, 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 why didn't you assign me that instead will, of the one you, j- you just will assigned agree. me today? Will well, agree. to be fair, we shifted away, and also we wanted to give you a break, because we were whining about it quite a bit. Yeah. You, know, you were being a little uh, wuss about it. Not me. You were. You, I will say, though, it, you will, he's one of the best villains of any series in Philip Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is. Philip <laughs> are, are you guys uh, uh, advocates for three? I oh, love three. Oh, yeah. Love wow. three. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I found my people. I feel like I'm always, people always no, no, I, take I, a dump on three. Yeah, and no. I'm always like, whoa, whoa. They're always like, oh, yeah, once we get into like Ghost Protocol, no, that's when it gets good. I'm like, whoa. What? No, I think, I think a lot of the complaints for three are because J.J. Uh, Abrams, he was still kind of figuring himself out as a big screen filmmaker. He brought some of his television I, I sensibility. Like no, no, I, I do like too. It. I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. I, 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 have, than, I, have, I liked it since it came out, and I will defend it to anybody I even like his sensibilities. Now, granted, I think 90% of it is... Hoffman. Oh, it's Hoffman. No, no, no. It's oh. Hoffman that I love. <laughs> but I still, I actually, yeah, I've I don't have, I don't have very many regretted complaints. a moment Hoffman more than this bringing you on this podcast. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it is. He, he's an all-time Yeah, that player. opening, that cold open with him is incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I, I I have loved a performance from a villain more yep. until I saw, up until I saw Javier Bardem in, in No Country. Uh, uh, La La Crocodile. <laughs> No, as far as a franchise is concerned, in in the Bond franchise, oh, okay. he he was he was amazing as that villain, and I remember thinking, oh my god, like this is what a fran like in a franchise of storied villains, how do you set right. yourself apart? The Mission Impossible franchise has had now its its litany of villains, right. and Hoffman still is right there at the top. Yeah, I actually think that uh the their current kind of ongoing serialized villain now, as much as I love those movies, it's it's not, fine, and I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to be a, a, a hater or anything. I just like I think like. Compared to Hoffman, I just was like that opening. I I demand that Nate tries to watch exactly. the opening five minutes of Mission Impossible Three and not finish it exactly. off. Yeah, it's exactly. so compelling. And I think that the 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 guy, the kind of the ongoing kind of villain that kind of is in the background of the rest of them is just like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, Nate's wrong. We're right. Well, speaking of a good compelling series with compelling villains, A Christmas Prince on Netflix. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Why? Is this real? Well, we will we will use that as a segue to talk about a Christmas movie because, uh, and I don't know if uh, any of the rest of you guys have seen this yet, but last week I went to go see A Christmas Story Christmas, uh, a great title for a sequel, and uh, I got to see it in theaters, which was fun because it's not playing in theaters because it came straight to HBO Max last week. And uh, Nate, have you watched this yet? Uh, no, I have watched a couple of other Christmas movies, but I have not watched that one, though. No. What other Christmas movies took your time before you watched the Christmas Story? I didn't think of it, but I, I watched a couple. Did you watch the new Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds? I uh, watched it twice. Yeah. Okay. Wow, he watched that twice. No, I watched it. No, <laughs> instead of watching, instead a of new watching Five Hundred Days of Summer, listen, listen. like you were assigned, <laughs> you piece of shit. Let me explain myself. So I watched it one night after the kids went to bed, and then the kids wanted to watch it the next day, so I watched it again with them. Mm-hmm. And I like it. You could just watched it once. Well, I'm not gonna, we have one TV in our Anyway, house. Not, I saw a Christmas spirited. Story Christmas. 
Uh, and guess what, guys? It's okay. I, I mean, if, uh, <laughs> predictions. Was it check a, mark. <laughs> was it a full uh, a full version of the trailer we saw, which was you know okay. You texted us afterwards, yeah, and you you kind of downplayed it a little bit. The the ratings are a little bit better than what you're yeah, saying. And you're, you're the number of vomit emojis you used. <laughs> no, it's um. Did you fall in love with Peter Billingsley's eyes when you when you met him? I mean, it's crazy how how blue, shocking blue. Really that, that? His eyes are really that blue. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Andrew went to a screening with him there, right? Yeah. Or, sorry, no, I'm I'm Andrew. I did not. His, do his name's Brad. I did not. Brad went to a screening with him there and. The blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, for real. Uh, Every time I see them in he, picture, I'm like, him oh as a person, though, he is surprisingly tiny. Very, very tiny man. Well, yeah. It's I mean, weird. I saw the first yeah. movie. I wouldn't think. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the uh, the movie is, is just okay. It's it, honestly, it is a bit better than the trailer would indicate. Um, is it, it one? Of the, is it like a retread sequel? They're just like Fred Lee again, and the and the Fred so Gilles. the leg. Do they do lamp. Fred Lee? Because if they do, I'm not. So no. So here's here's the thing. It's it um. It follows a similar path as far as like how the Christmas unfolds. Um, they do a lot of the similar things that they did in the first one. They go get a Christmas tree. They go to Higby's department store. They go see Santa, all this stuff. But it, it plays a little bit differently because it, it uh, has this added emotional core where uh, his, his father has passed away. He's come back home with his family, his two kids and his wife. And they, uh, his mom wants him to just try and make it a good Christmas so that they're not all just sad and depressed because uh, his father has passed away. So there's that added element to it, but the and that that part didn't get to you. That that's that's the thing is like if 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 this if any movie was gonna pull at my heartstrings, uh, uh, it would be a sequel to a movie that I love about uh, a family whose father has died. Right. It did not make Why? me. It did not make me. Cry. <laughs> 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 it did not make me cry. Um, and it's it's it doesn't feel like it, it the emotional core works so well. But beyond that, what makes this movie not work as well as the original is that. It's missing the the mischievous young charm of the original movie because this movie is squarely focused on an adult Ralphie. And even though his kids are part of the equation, it's not focused on those kids. They're a part of the story, but this is Ralphie's story again as an adult. And it's just that it, it lacks a little bit of that rascal sense of humor. And uh, but I, what I did like about it is it still had the this Midwestern sensibility. It has that charming cynicism about it that Gene Shepard did so well by uh, satirizing capitalism and like family culture and like really tearing down this uh norman rockwellian like view of like christmas of like you know the the perfect magazine cover you know christmas dinner with your family around the christmas tree and all this stuff ben's upbringing and just giving it like a dysfunctional midwestern family flair that's still there they have some really nice (laughs) they have some really nice midwestern comedic touches but it just never really gained enough traction for me to like really love it it's it's just kind of it's just it's just there you know now you brought you brought your mom with you yeah did she like it uh she kind of felt the same way i did like she didn't love it either she she laughed you know she thought it was charming um, but she she didn't you know necessarily fall in love with it either, and like she uh she actually like read my full review afterwards, and she was like she's like you know she's like yeah this is kind of how I felt afterwards too. She's like I hated it too. <laughs> she's like I liked watching it in the moment. She's like but like if you go and like start thinking about it, it's just like yeah this is okay. It's not a film you'd want to rewatch every season. Exactly, I'll rewatch a Christmas Story till the cows come home. Everything, but this like a Christmas Story Christmas, I'm not gonna be like hey let's all sit around and experience. This At again. least in this one when he uh. When he plugs in all the lights on the house, do they do they go on the first time? Hmm. That problem is there though. There are three or four instances where it feels like they're replicating scenes from National Lampoon, which is Christmas what the trailer Station. felt like. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's okay. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Did the the, the was it the Bupkis dogs? The the uh, the the, the Bumpus hounds. Bumpus hounds. Bumpus. Yeah. Did they have puppies, and now those are the ones that are terrorizing the. 
Is it just like a continuation? No. Do you want? Do you want a real answer to this question? I really do because I'm never gonna watch this movie. There's a there's I a am. there's a hillbilly nope. spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler. There's a hillbilly kid that the, the Bumpus kid next door, and he's kind of like a tangential friend to like Ralphie's kids, and there are uh, Bumpus puppies. Is the lamp in there somewhere? The lamp shade is the yeah. lamp is not because the lamp is broken. Yeah, but okay, they smart. Figure, and that's oh, so that and so he wears it on his head at a Christmas party. He goes, <laughs> I'm a dead gen. <laughs> so that that is one other issue I had with the movie is it kind of beats you over the head with the nostalgia in yeah. a way where like they didn't need to quite be be quite so obvious about it. <laughs> they're not. Eh? Yeah, eh? they do stuff where like they <laughs> they're they, not Easter eggs. They're literally yeah, right like they that. like they have they have shots like the the shot of the the lampshade. It lingers on it in the attic, sitting on top of like a chest, and then it does this thing where it does echoes of the lines from the first movie. Fragile, oh, and I'm just like, no. come on, guys, we knew, That's yeah, rough. like we there's knew. A, like there's a shot of the pink bunny suit in a dusty box, oh, and yeah, you, you hear it, it looks like a pink nightmare, and it's just bunny. like, oh, Jesus, we get it, guys. So yeah, whatever, it's fine. Although that's sort of the paradox of making a movie like that, right? Like, it's not, you don't think of a Christmas story as like, oh, the, the filmmakers, the auteurs behind it, that's what we want to follow their career. Right. It's like, no, it's the it's the kind of boomerish, I mean, really, it's Gen X millennial nostalgia for it. And you can't not have those things. So you're just kind of I just, stuck. And, and here's the thing is like, you, it would be fine if they had those things. I don't mind that. Cut, I, expe- cut I expect the it. the bunny suit without the over. Exactly. You don't need to like jam it down our throat. Oh, like yes. if, if, you, if you see the bunny suit and you don't get it, this movie's not for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, because I, I go I watch the first one. Right, well, yeah. I wonder if it's for the. I think it's for people that want it to linger on the bunny suit and say the thing, and then yeah. they go, "Oh, so, yes." So you think <laughs> that, oh, that's something? No, I, like. I, I, I meant that. Andrew that, that, says that this movie's made for dumb people. Well, oh. that was way more kind of sin than I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do think. I mean, I think like. I mean, the way you're describing it is that it's not necessarily a super well crafted movie. It's not necessarily a super well thought out. It's like, oh man, we have to tell this story. It's like, uh, well, we're doing this for nostalgia baiting. They did. And, like, it does the feel like they're going to enjoy did. it the most. Are going to be the people kind of want to like. Yeah, really pl- handle it home. Yeah, 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 pluck it, pluck it. It does feel like strings. they did. They did try to like give it uh, a real effort and not ju- not just make it like a cash in of like okay. doing it just for the sake of nostalgia. It wasn't like the made a uh, directed video sequel. God no, no. Did that you, is, you watch that? That is just a, a hefty piece of you shit. Did you watch it? You should be looking at Nate. <laughs> oh, did you watch that? The Christmas Story two with Daniel Stern. Uh, no, I have not watched that. One. Oh wow. Oh, well, it's on your list. So I guess you don't love every Christmas movie. Uh, so no, but I, what, what I will say about that is. That to me, that means that the studio themselves, or whoever, the producers, director, whatever, they're not trusting that if they only showed the bunny suit, it would appease those people. They're just they're they're really pandering when they maybe don't need to. And then if you don't pander, you're gonna catch people like Nate and you and Brad and me that go, oh, what a really well done movie, and now it's more popular. I think that you studios in and of themselves tend to not trust audiences and they really always want to hammer that home and so the notes from the studio most likely are you really should do some stuff from the first one and if if a director stuck stuck to his guns and said no we're only going to just have it in the corner and it'll be it'll be fine if they would trust those more and more i think that it would pay dividends but nobody's willing to take that risk yeah to be fair though the only people critiquing it are probably people like brad that have watched a lot of films that actually know yeah i mean there's always going to be like the like the common denominator of audiences out there who yeah you know well critics they just hate movies it's clear yeah their their job is to (laughs) shit on and this was a movie that was for the fans (laughs) brad and i went to go see two weeks ago we went to go see black panther before it released 
and there was just a bunch of film critics. And oh, we went to the, I went to the bathroom afterwards, and they're like, "Well, I mean, what the guy said." You better not spoil it. No, no, no. But it was like it was clearly a bunch of film critics in there because he's like, "I mean, it, it was it was fine. It was kind of you know, I've, I I think I did some things right, you know." And I'm like. The film was freaking awesome. All right, like, <laughs> you <laughs> shut your mouth, Rodney. Okay, I don't need that from you right now. Rodney is pretty pretentious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a Christmas story, Christmas, whatever. Watch it. It's on HBO Max if you want to. I don't give a shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> ringing endorsement. Ringing endorsement. <laughs> Perfect. I'm not gonna. It's, not, it's no skin off my sack. We're gonna take a quick break because we're we're gonna do something different than we've done before. I'm gonna have everybody watch a trailer. And then we're going to talk about it because I'm going to talk about this movie that I watched and I want to get the live reaction of what you guys think about it in the moment. So well, we'll be right back after well. these messages. Hi, this is Brad Oman and uh, no one knows I'm doing this, but I just want to let you all know that turkey stuffing potato chips are delicious and I hope you enjoy them. All right. So we just watched the trailer for Christmas with the Campbells. If you want to follow along with this, you can stop and you can watch it right now. Uh, we just watched this trailer for the first time. Uh, Nate, you had seen part of it, it seems like. Do you know why I had seen part of it? I posted to our freaking social media pages, and you guys didn't watch it. Well, we don't follow our own social media pages <laughs> because we're not obsessed with ourselves, hey, Nate. Whoa, I, I saw it. I just didn't watch it. Okay. Uh, so what just is... Just joking, buddy. Uh, no, no. Why did I post it? Alex freaking Moffat. Alex Now, Moffitt. what is your guys' reaction to this trailer? I love Christmas movies. I'll watch anything. I didn't. I didn't ask you if you like Christmas movies. I asked you what your reaction to the trailer like was. Christmas with my crank my dick. Is that what this is? I mean, it just it feels very. It sounds like, like you watched a porn trailer. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's kind of what no, that's that pretty good. I actually I thought that was pretty it was fun. A, it, that was it, it was a very like it's adult R rated kind of Christmas film, but it wasn't like bad Santa R rated. It was more. It's it's writing a sexual. line of very sexual. Family friendly. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, it's not sexy. It's just like kind of a kind of a raunch. A, yeah, yeah. Like, like a clean raunch. Let's have, like a clean let's, raunch. Let's have an, an old lady say something. Whip your dick out. Yeah, right? like, and uh, she's and she's sixty seven. So, so she's older, not ninety. Older, but yeah. So this this movie came across my my inbox because I got an email from the publicist and they were like they're like hey this movie's coming out. Uh, you know, a, a Britney Snow, Justin Long, uh, Alex Moffat, and the director. They're all going to be available for interviews. If you're interested, we can send you a screener. And so I was like, okay, yeah, go ahead, send it over, because I was because I saw what it was about and I saw what it looked like. I haven't even watched the trailer yet. The trailer hadn't been released, and I, I was like, I was like, what would compel all these people to do a movie because it looks like a Hallmark holiday romance? I'm like, what, what is, what, why? Is this just like a cash grab? Like, what, what is this? So I, I start watching it, and uh, within the first ten minutes is Alex Moffat breaking up with Brittany Snow, and he's he's got that line. So you uh, that ten, ten second, ten seconds. You mean right? The trailer's, <laughs> the trailer's not ten minutes long. He's know. like, no, no, in the in the movie. Oh, you actually watched the movie into the movie, and so he says, like, you keep that pussy so fresh. I'm like, what's going on? And I keep watching the movie, and it is making me laugh out loud consistently. But the weird thing is, is you're embarrassed by it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, how is this movie so funny? <laughs> But but the, this is the the fun thing about it is it is entirely crafted as a like a genuine hallmark holiday romance and it's because Vince Vaughn who produced this movie and Peter Billingsley funnily enough had the idea because Vince Vaughn's wife watches Hallmark Christmas movies she's like I want to make one of these movies but I want to punch it up and put adult R rated humor into it so they got Ben what are you gonna say uh, sorry 
does this mean that you feel like this is but it's not a full-blown parody like they came together no that's the thing is like, so that's why i'm having what, a problem. What, what's interesting is sometimes getting, not, not a problem with the movie getting a, a problem yeah. understanding what it is so sometimes it almost it, it's it's like it, it feels like it's on the cusp of if they pushed it a little bit further it could be a parody and it's because the r-rated stuff feels so like just like uh different than like it's the not, core of the movie it doesn't seem forced necessarily. yeah it's, it's not forced it works it's very funny and it's, and it's funny because of the actors in it but it just it's 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 out of place though yeah but not in a bad way it's okay. it's really funny well, now i gotta see this movie there's so much funny stuff in this movie uh because they it's it feels like a cheesy hallmark movie but they injected the, this genuine adult humor into it and my i i i watched it and i was surpri- so surprised by how good it was i told my mom about it and so I made her watch it and she was cracking up and she was like, she was like, I want them to do more like this. And I was like, yeah, I want them to do a movie like this, this every single year. Nate's favorite genre of film, Hallmark Christmas movies that are made for adult humor. Seriously. There, there, there have been some really good R rated Christmas movies in the last couple of years, uh, maybe last 10 years. Um, Die Hard. No, Seth Rogen made one. Uh, Twas the Night. Did you guys see that one? The Night Before. The Night Before. Or the night before. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, Office Christmas Party. Office Christmas Party is another one. Bad Mom's Christmas, which actually was funny. Um, I think these movies are all okay. Bad no, Santa I, I, was pretty I funny. I thought they were good. I don't like Bad Santa. Really? I didn't like Bad Santa. Hot, hot actually, take. I don't like Bad Santa. Uh, I thought uh, it was good. But no, you I like Bad Santa too, though. I don't right? like oh, Bad Oh, yeah. Bad Santa 2 is top now. So Bad you would Santa. say this new one, though, <laughs> which I assume is R rated, uh, is funnier than those other ones that came out. Uh, so here's here's the thing because it is crafted. It, it literally legitimately. I loved Office Christmas Party. This movie was. I thought that was good too. This movie, the way it was was made, is they had somebody who had was had made Hallmark movies before write the script as a Hallmark movie without any of the R-rated comedy. Then they got the script and they talked to them and they're like, okay, listen, this is what we want to do. We want to take their script and we want to put more jokes in it and turn it into this. And they're like, oh, okay. So that's what they did and that's what they got. So. It has all of the tropes, pun not intended, yeah. hallmarks uh, <laughs> of a of a Hallmark Christmas movie, and it is it's a cheesy romance. The, they didn't change the story, they didn't do anything like that, <laughs> but they just added this adult humor to it, and it it, it works surprisingly where, where, well. Where can people watch this? So this is going to be out on December second. On uh, it will be in theaters. I don't know how widely it'll be in theaters, but it'll also be on AMC Plus. Does it, anybody have that? Is that a thing that exists? <laughs> it's a thing. I was just thinking the same thing. Is, is that a home that of Breaking that Bad par- that, you, you mean, and El Camino? Do you mean Paramount Plus? I don't mean Paramount Plus because I'm not an idiot, Nate. But nobody has AMC Plus. Some people do because it's uh, AMC. I mean, AMC Plus, it gets you like, uh, especially like people who watch AMC shows, it gets you like the newest episode like early or something like that. And then there's actually a little known fact it's AMC T, but the T just looks like a plus. <laughs> and that's why I call it that. That's, I didn't, you didn't know that. Yeah, but no, so it's uh, I, I, I'm interested to see how wide a release it is in theaters. But I, I hope that people do find this. I think that once they do, like they'll be pleasantly surprised by by how fun okay. it is. I, 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 I want it to take off, and I hope that they do, they do one of these every year. I would watch is, one every. It year. is also hard to uh, in that trailer to understand that it it could be good just because it. Uh, I'm sorry, but it, it's not. It's not making me want to see that movie. It has, no, no, because it, it has Justin Long in it. No, I love Justin Long. Oh my god! And Justin Long is so good in this movie. He does this perfect thing where he plays like, like slightly like outdoors gentleman, where and he's talking in like all these weird colloquialisms. It's like, well, whatever, get your dress dirty, uh, you know, stuff like whatever, peels your potato, uh, stuff and, like and that. In, in the trailer, clearly every woman is like swooning for this particular not gentleman. everyone just just the, just his that's, childhood that, friend that's and, kind of what made it like, unbelievable to that, me. <laughs> a little bit actually oh <laughs> let's not hit him poor justin I, long. I, 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 I think you'd be surprised how wet justin long gets people 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is your problem? And I say people because he appeals to everybody. <laughs> you think uh, I'm joking, but I'm not. People love Justin Long. Uh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure there are people. Yeah, I see you got a twinkle in your eye right now, Nate. You're, you're, well, you're holding back. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I, I, Brad, Bradley, Brad, 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 for those, a little inside baseball for everyone, is you assign us pod, uh, trailers. You usually do the assignments. Mm-hmm. And then we watch them and then we bring that. What, what was the purpose for not assigning this to us beforehand? I wanted to like the immediate reaction afterwards because it's, it's such a jarring thing to like experience that kind of movie with that kind of humor and just seeing it. And I, since I'd already seen the movie, I wanted to see what you guys thought of the trailer before I got in and told you like what the movie, the movie thing. Do you know was. anything about the director of the movie? The, so the director, uh, it's, it's, uh, Claire Nidlinger, I think is her name. Because it looks like a, I was going to say, I mean, I don't take this in the right spirit. When I watched the trailer, it looked cheap. It no, just, everything looks really cheap. <laughs> and that's intentional. Which is like a Hallmark she, movie. And she, she's the director of yes, Hallmark movie. She, director. she has directed Hallmark movies. Oh, okay. And they even they even went out of their way. Like they wanted this to look and feel like a Hallmark movie. So they got people who like the crew and everything. They have worked on Hallmark that's movies. Wild. And so it intentionally lacks, honestly, well, for lack of a better term, any real visual style. Like it's it's very simple, very, yeah. very basic stuff. There's nothing that is like and the studio side off, you're like, oh, this is pretty cheap to make. Right. No, I'm sure it was. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I kind of mean that. I mean, you look at me like it's a joke, but no, it's not a joke. I'm sure it was. Have you read the? Have you read the? This is a real weird deep cut, but for anyone interested in this conversation, there's a great New Yorker article from like five years ago that it's like 20 uh. pages on. Oh well, oh, sorry. There's like 20 pages on just like the Hallmark Channel and like talking about the people that work on it. And that, oh. That sounds like a weird pitch, except imagine a New Yorker article about it, which is kind of a weird thing. But that's what makes it interesting. It's a really, really interesting deep dive into that world. And so it's just my, this sort of completely quarantine world from kind of is. leftover cast off. Was it Lacey Chabert? The Lacey oh, Chabert, yeah. yeah. Uh, that and Dean Kane. Yeah. Like that's just I the love sort of, that you pretended not to know. But her it's really name. funny. You had a crush. On it was well, just really funny. The the it's just kind of, it's kind of a funny article. It's, not, make, it's not making fun, but the original voice of Meg Griffin. Yeah, correct. So my is that her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the, like first uh, three, before Mila Kunis to go four or five episodes or whatever it was before uh, she was like uh, she walked off basically. I don't want to do this. Like this is too crazy. Right, which is why I think she went to the Hallmark oh, Channel. Exactly. Right, is because she didn't like. But them. you're exactly right. It is its own little bubble. And the reason I know that is that my my brother Alex infiltrated uh, that bubble. Was a grip in Hollywood for about fifteen years, and he he got his start in Hallmark movies. And so oh. for about five years, he was a grip on set uh, with these, and they were the same people every single right. time. I mean, from crafty all the way up. It was the. Do you, exact- do you know what though? That's one one of the sort of like thesis statements of the New Yorker thing. Not to spoil it because I'm sure everybody's racing out to oh, look, look up old I'm New not sure Yorker. If you can spoil it either. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, but one of the one of the thesis statements is just that like at the end of the day, everybody's happy, everybody's taken care of, everybody knows each other. It's like a family, and, and I, said, I don't think I'm even mean that in a sentimental way. It's no. like it's literally just like all these people uh, are desperate to get jobs, desperate to. It's like nope, they find the homework thing. It pays well. So got consistent hours, consistent my pay. My brother and said. Happy. Uh, the thing in Hollywood as a grip that you're looking for is the next friends. Yeah. Right? St- uh, studio comedy. They're never going to work holidays because the actors <laughs> won't be there. For a second, I thought you were saying, like, you want to find people to, <laughs> you want to find people who are your friends that you love to work with. <laughs> you know what? Friendships along the way is what we, no, like the next Big Bang. Yeah. The next, well, <laughs> that could be taken that way. Well. <laughs> you know, you're looking for the next Big Bang. <laughs> oh, Damn it. Anybody got any other ones? Anybody got any other ones? Uh, no, the, no, next, uh, the next Scrubs. No, no that doesn't matter. Anyway, 
the next long running television yeah. sitcom, right? Second to that, the Hallmark Channel provides kind of the same thing because it still is, you know, uh, this tight knit group of people yeah. who know what the fuck they're doing. They're doing it pretty well for what it is. They make like a hundred a year. They're doing good. Yeah, I, I read that each film has like a they've got it like well. down Sorry, to a certain well. budget. Like, let's say a million and a half. Did dollars. you read this in a New Yorker article? No, it wasn't. In New about, it was about five years ago. <laughs> but it, it like the bigger stars, right? Which again, quote unquote, bigger stars get about a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars. But they they from start to finish, this is like a two week shoot, right? right? Um, and so they they could do a couple of them a year and make a half a million dollars and these are stars not getting paid elsewhere that much well but also you're so, not dealing with the same level of ego right wouldn't that be kind of nice if you're just a grip just trying to get your do your job and get paid and kind of whatever my so brother get over did the say a lot, a lot of times where the, these people are just nice yeah they're just yeah, they're just nice. like yeah like ian zierig or whatever his name is shark Ziering? Is this his name from Nano Two One Zero? Yeah, he was in Sharknado. That's 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 Hallmark stuff, right? Sharknado, no. Sharknado, no. Where's that from? That's sci-fi. Sci-fi. Sorry, but it's a very similar. What kind of Hallmark movie do you watch? You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? It's that sort of niche thing with a built-in audience and a sort of with a C-list actor, sort of red boxy style. Exactly, and but it's the same same difference. You know, they're making money. They're doing a hundred of them a year, and they find friendship along the way. Yeah, and the Big Bang. Uh, anyway, Nate, you especially, uh, if you oh, I'll watch, watch it. this I'll movie, watch it for sure. yeah, I'll watch it. For oh, sure. I'll watch it for sure now. And if now. it's and if it's not easy for you to to get to to watch in theaters or at at home, because I don't know if you'll you know sign up for AMC Plus, then uh, I will. I'll we'll have a screening with my screener. No, that's illegal. You can do that. No, I'm not going to show it a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> Why was the bowling alley? You know what? Never mind. Moving on. Um, do, 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 no, no, you have to have no, an no, no, actual no. song. Shut no, up. Don't interrupt him. He's getting to it. I have no, to no. start over now because it starts with an let, instrumental. Just, yeah, and then just it gets let him get to it. Just like a lot of just songs. Just give him a don't shot. Just okay, start you know with the okay, lyrics. Hold on, all right, hold, Ben? Hold, please Maybe hold. know a little something about music theory. Please Jesus. Hold, no one just jumps in with the lyrics over here. You know what? Please hold. I'm only saying this so you don't have to do it twice because I'm we, doing it twice. Yeah, he literally just made it so he has to do it twice. <laughs> as we discussed, it has to be a real song. You can't just make it up. If you would have been listening, you would have told what you would have been. You would have heard what song it is. Okay, I just want to share. Do 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 do. But um, let's play a game, Benny. Let's play a game, Braddy. Though I hate it with. All my heart, and we fight more and more because I'm not very smart. You just remember what old Nate said. Let's play a game right now. What is the song? You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. It's Randy Newman. You got a friend in me from Toy Story. How did you not know that? Thank you, Brad. Thank Jesus. You. All right. So well, you guys are going to pay out royalties now just because you said I'm not that. paying shit. <laughs> I also, Tell you what, Randy Newman, come for me. I will. <laughs> you know, as I said it, I realized it was worse. <laughs> okay. That's going at the end of the podcast. I just, I just went cross-eyed for a minute. I don't even know what happened. I honestly had a, 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 an ear, ear imbalance. Right. Oh my god! Wow. So Justin Long for some of us, and Randy Newman for the rest of us. Oh, that's a good one. 
All right. No, so, I, I only have a problem with one thing with that song. That you you pre-wrote the lyrics, and I. You it, said Nate, you wrote the song. I said yes, I wrote the no, song. So it's the, it's so we've I, always Nate, done listen, it. You, listen, Nate. I have compromised with you guys. I have compromised <laughs> Brad, over and over. Brad will Let agree. Let us get to the game, nope. and we could talk about this otherwise. Well, no, 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 because well, the listeners because, will know. And we and we did address this when you, Alex brought up the song issue. Uh, you I, have to make it up on the spot, Nate. You know that I hate to do agree with Ben. No, but no, you don't have to though. Listen, no, no, yeah, no listen, do. listen. In this Brad, instance, Brad, in, the, in this instance, hold on, Nate, hold on. The the point of creating the song and the humor that comes from it is that you're improvising it because it's, it's supposed to be bad. But you know, you know what? So when, when you when you write all things day. down on your laptop and you're singing no, 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 a song that makes it sound so, like you no, were listen, really good listen, at this, listen, if, and if, you're not, you're. Just, I could do that, Nate. What you just did, no, I can but do. you wouldn't do that because I, you wouldn't prepare before. You'd barely watch the trailers that, before a podcast or the movies. But the, <laughs> po- <laughs> the point of it is that you're not supposed to pre-write. Okay, but here's the thing: this feels like I a broken wi- home, guys. I is. feel like I'm witnessing a divorce right okay, now. Okay, I, I, here's the thing: <laughs> I cannot guarantee I won't think about the song before, but I will not write it down in the future. And that honestly. I, I can admit I will think of things like the day oh, of in the shower like oh before. I bet you I could do that one and then when the moment comes I'm still terrible this is oh, the most no, passionate they've been all night by the way in case I, I, is, I will, well, I we, will. We've, had, we've had 130 episodes and we uh, for about a 120 we we had to you have to do a, a pre-existing song and just do new lyrics on the spot oh. and we literally got feedback from some of our listeners who one said like them. one because them. we changed it to like you can just make up any song. So I would I maybe the solution is like one person names a song on the spot. The next person has to make up lyrics on the spot. Then it's guaranteed on the spot. I mean, honestly, I hate to be the guy that just comes in here with new ideas. That's not bad, though, because for about, you know, Andrew, that's the kind of idea that's going to get you to replace Ben (laughs) (laughs) for about three episodes. I was in my basement at your house. Happy place, because for about three episodes, I just got to be like. Uh, playing some games with my best because Ben friend. gets Ben gets particularly stressed when he has to improvise. I musically. can't do music uh, improv whatsoever. I'm terrible at it. So I got so stress free for about three episodes, and then the feedback was like, "No, no, it's got to be an existing." It song. was just Alex. It was literally just one person, but we changed it because one person. Here's the thing: is we've got a game to play, and it's a Pixar game. The song was based on a Pixar game that I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Let's get to the fucking game, okay, Mister? <laughs> we're running past time. I that was like, Dad, we're not stopping at McDonald's. <laughs> All right, this is a game based on Pixar trivia. Doesn't even sound like he's having fun with that anymore. <laughs> this isn't fun for me. This isn't fun. You know for what? Me. Let's just take a take, take a take a breath. No, I'm not. I'm not having fun now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be playing the game. And you jackasses are gonna get things right, or you're not playing anymore. All right. I'm gonna give you a question, and then the person that uh, buzzes in first. Gets the answer to the question first. Is now Andrew's playing too, right? Am I playing? Andrew's playing. Could you keep looking at me and Ben? How do, how do I buzz in? No, wait, say wait, wait, buzz? wait, wait, wait. Oh, Andrew, oh. I will get there. I'm whoa, sorry. not right whoa, now. Hey, don't, don't take whoa. it on your friend. Uh, no, no, you can be. No, hey, let's be real here. You, you can be mad at me and Brett. You do not. You're yeah, not allowed to be mad. That's, at that's at not Tim Gus. I've been made to feel small, Nate. All right, all right. The what I need from you guys all. Yeah. Is I need your your buzzer. Give me a buzzer. Do that again. Wow. Wait, what? That's okay. Why do you have like dry oats in your mouth? Would you prefer I had wet oats in my mouth? Andrew, I need a buzzer for you. Uh, All right. Simple. I forgot mine. (laughs) What did I do? You were just bot, wasn't (laughs) it? Yeah. (laughs) I forgot mine. 
really fast. Ben lost his shoes again. <laughs> I hate all of you except Andrew. Thank you. All right, here we go. Yep. <laughs> Was that your No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What company on the brink of bankruptcy says they were saved from financial collapse because one of their toys was featured in a Pixar film? What happens if you get a wrong answer? You're, Nothing. You just don't get a point. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, oh, oh, they, oh, I heard a loud buzzer. That's definitely Brad. Uh, is it Slinky? That's a good guess. <laughs> right <laughs> film, <laughs> wrong <laughs> toy. Mr. Potato. Wrong. Oh, that was actually going to be my guess as Mr. Potato. I'm just going to be honest with you. That was going to be my guess. <laughs> I want to be candid. Honest. I want to be candid. He didn't want you to yell at him. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, frightened. Oh, plastic answer, army men. The answer is etch a sketch. Ah, oh, that's I a good one. That. All right. Next question: Which famous actor died before a All picture right. film? Ed Asner. No. Which really? famous actor died before a Pixar film could record their voice lines? But oh, oh, I do know this. Pixar was. Oh, I know this too. You're such an asshole. Uh, Jim Varney. Wrong. No, oh. no, wait, wait. Oh, but no, no, no. Pixar was able to use samples of this actor's voice. Oh, other okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Yes. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you're not. You're new here. Once we guess, we're out. We can't re-guess. So like, oh, okay. you can wait okay. for the whole question. You oh, know, okay. <laughs> there's no stress on you right well, now. Well, the stress is that I cannot think of his name right now. <laughs> but he's the uh, uh, Don Rickles. Yeah, that's it. Bing, 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 bing. That's he, your noise for yes. Yeah, he got right. So wait, what was the movie? The Toy Story three. <laughs> Toy no, Story like, four. Oh, four. Yeah, yeah. sorry. For what? Character though, Mr. Potato Head. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I missed all of, like what he was saying. Uh, Don Rickles played Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story series, yes. and he had died before the fourth fourth film. They were able to essentially take gotcha. his voice, cobble right. together audio yeah. they collected. Yep. I was so years. worried that Andrew didn't know the rules that I wasn't listening. You had That's headphones fine. on. What didn't you hear? I, I was again. I <laughs> all was right, thinking about Andrew. I Pic feel so loved right now. Pixar's founding has layers, so there are a few people considered to be founders of the company. Can you name any of the four "quote unquote" founders of Pixar? <laughs> I was first. Uh, Steve Jobs. That is one of them. Can anybody name any other? John Lasseter. No. Uh, those are my two guesses in that order. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. And I'm out. I'm really don't know. Steve Jobs, Alvy Ray Smith, Alexander Shure, and Edmund Catmull. Catmull. Did you oh, know wow. all four of them? No, I only knew Ed Catmull and John uh, oh, or Steve Jobs. Yeah, I only knew the Steve Jobs. Just jump one, jumping in one, the, zero. Just one, one, one zero. To make it sound like you knew all four. All right. In 2010, <laughs> Pixar canceled a scheduled film that was planned to be released in 2011. It marked the first Pixar theatrical film to be canceled after reaching the production stage. The film was written and directed by Gary Rydstrom, who is famous for sound editing films, including Pixar films such as Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo and more. Actors Ben Stiller, William Shatner, and Dabney Coleman were already attached to the film in voice roles. What was this film called? Fuck, I forgot the name of the movie. Was it an early version of The Good Dinosaur? No. No. Ah, I feel like I knew this at one Bet. point. The luggage sketch for SNL. Mm. No, I don't know. I can't remember. It was called Newt. Newt, yes. 
about and Newt Gingrich. It was about a, like a, was a biopic. Newt Neutron or something? Like so? No, like it, it, was, it was about literally a Newt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, gotta say, I have no idea They're about not this. that yeah, I, thought, about I thought I knew this. I think, they, I I think they released like two pieces of concept art or something. Yeah, I mean, but they, they'd they already started yeah. in production for this film. Yeah, I guess I don't know this. Uh, all right. Um, no, the crazy part about that was trivia. that Chris Farley had already recorded all of his lines. <laughs> I did know that. Did. A, couple, a couple, let's do some easier ones here. What were the two dicks... Justin Long. <laughs> nope. Yeah, and the other one. And what the are the other names one? of the two dicks sucked in? The- <laughs> <laughs> cut it. Cut it all. Cut yeah. it all. What were the two Disney Pixar movies released in 2020? Bam. Soul. And. <laughs> fart noise. I uh, sorry. Is it Luca? And Kanto? Oh, it's two at once. <laughs> Uh, it's Soul and Onward. Is that right? Oh, oh, onward. Wow. Yeah. I do remember. Onward, onward was the last movie yeah. I saw in theaters before oh, the wow. pandemic. Yep. Um, what is the name of the in-house proprietary 3D animation software created and used by Disney and Pixar for its animations? Oh shit! I feel like this is going to sound familiar, but I, I'm surprised you don't know. Yeah, this, by it's the way. embarrassing. I, I'm put to shame right now. They they literally invented it. And they yeah, use yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, it is it open source software? or not open source? But isn't it released to the public to use? Actually, I don't know if it is or not, but it is proprietary. They do own it. It's probably called like PixArt. Nope. No, but we're gonna get into try that. Uh, oh, sorry. <sighs> PixArt. <laughs> Are you ready? Hold on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Randy Newman. You're gonna know this. Are yeah, you ready? As, as soon as I hear, I'm be mad. Presto. Oh no, I didn't know that actually. Nope, that doesn't sound familiar. Else. I'm yeah. sure I heard that before. I've not, well, that, was just, familiar. that was the earlier version, and now it's called Changeo. Oh, uh, you fucking lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> the vision for Pixar was started in 1974 by entrepreneur and academic Alexander Shore and animators Edwin Catmull, Malcolm Blanchard, and Alvy Ray Smith and David DeFrancesco. The original name was Computer Graphics Lab. After realizing they needed a real film studio to create their first full length digital film, Two very famous directors invited Alva Ray Smith to a three-day conference where they shared their vision for the future of digital movie making. Who were those two famous Bam. directors? I'm going to say it was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. I tried. One of them is right. <laughs> it's George Lucas and... Oh, now I feel actually pretty good about Jeffrey myself. Katzenberg. Ooh. No, no. I'm going to be honest again. My guess is going to be George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh, I know Lucas is right. Yeah, I, I is. love that Andrew is willing to say what I could say, except he's not willing to be an ass and make an ass of himself like I am. I I, I like the reservedness. This here, is uh, it's always fun to find out what normal people are like. George, <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny that I'm gonna try something. <laughs> My George whole life. Lucas is. One of the right answers mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We were referring to him earlier, Where too. does the name Pixar come from? Mm. Mm. Just a couple more questions here. I've, you know, I've seen... Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best guess is Pixels, because it's computer-based animation. Big fans of the Adam Sandler film? <laughs> that as well, I'm sure. Ah. Yeah, I've seen a Pixar story and I forget. <laughs> yeah, and which, by the way, if you haven't seen a Pixar story, uh, I think it's still on Netflix. It's a great documentary about in how Pixar can be. Eighty-three. A designer suggested naming a new digital compositing computer the Picture Maker. 
Alva Ray Smith suggested that the laser-based device have a catchier name and came up with Pixar. I can't believe you expected one of us to know Which, that. after a meeting, was changed to Pixar. Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely something one of us should I feel known. like that would be something that I might know. Because it's, you, I yeah. probably could have summed up a lot. I'm not sure I would have know, said all of that. Yeah, but, but, but again, a computer software, essentially. Yeah. Final question. This Cal Arts graduate began as an animator in the 1980s. John Lasseter. No. <laughs> Damn it. Brad Bird. No. Shit. Oh. I'm not even done with the yeah, question. You don't have to do that. You can wait for the whole question now. We fucked up. Well, this is part of the fun. Oh, yeah. Tim Burton. No. Ah! <laughs> oh, all right. Well, all right. Fin- no. All right. Finish the question. No, it resets. It resets. Fin- yeah, finish the no, question. No, 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 resets. No, no. Finish the question. All three of us screwed up. So finish the question. Finish the question. I don't want to. <laughs> Nate, I will break your computer if you don't reset Why this question. Why are you being I will smash that computer. I'm done. I will break all of this. Finish the question. This do it or I will hurt you. <laughs> I will take that boot off your foot and I will smash it in your face. Don't touch my shoes. It's a thick boot. <laughs> <laughs> this Cal Arts graduate began as an animator in the 1980s. He was rejected by Disney three times before settling for a job as the second animator at Pixar. He was the ninth total employee at Pixar. After a disastrous test screening of an early showing of Toy Story, this person retreated to a windowless office and we worked the script with a young script doctor named Joss Whedon. In addition to Toy Story, he would also write A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, <laughs> Wally, Finding Dory, and Toy Story 4. Who is this Wait. man? Andrew Stanton. That is correct. Wow. I think oh, nice job. Nice, nice job. job. Is it because he shares a name with somebody you know? I mean, I do know somebody named Andrew Stanton, but that's not why I know who Andrew Stanton is. You make the connection kind of your brain. Hey, like, I'll guys, always remember that. Thanks for playing the game. <laughs> Man, I thought that you said there's a couple more questions. That was only no, one more question. there was a couple question. of questions after that one. Okay, I can, I, I, I can come up with another question I remember. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Um, what movie was almost accidentally deleted? <laughs> I know that. Oh. It's Toy Story 2. Correct. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, and, and and the woman was on maternity leave and had a copy on her hard drive. Yeah. Correct. Otherwise, yep. they'd been fucked. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine That's, almost done? I love the phone call that must rough. have happened because back then, right, it wasn't like a text. It would have been a phone call. Hey, Carol. Uh, First of all, how's the baby? <laughs> Great. Uh, Not here yet, right? Do you have a copy of the movie? The, you know, no, no, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we lost him. Well, guys. Andrew has been my favorite part of this episode. So, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show. You are starting a new YouTube channel or something, right? Is that what? Is that what? I am. I just soft launched a YouTube channel called This Was a Movie. And it is a series of visual essays that are overly elaborate that uh, utilize my abilities with visual effects and compositing and also my uh, background in film history. And I, each episode focuses on a different bizarre or peculiar or possibly forgotten movie in film history um, notable for being weird and uh, kind of explores that, gives some background information. And the first two episodes kind of are about what then? So episode number one is about the movie Shivers by David Cronenberg, which is his first feature film. It's a very, very peculiar movie about uh, people that get infected with the slug that essentially turns them into horny zombies, which is a very bizarre which is premise. L- literally Ben's favorite genre of movies. No, it's a I mean, horny only, zombie movies? The only thing I watch. <laughs> I mean, who among us? You know. 
So this is perfect. This is a uh, custom built for you guys. <laughs> and the uh, second episode is about a bizarre uh, early 80s made-for-TV movie starring Tom Hanks called... Do any of you guys know action in this? Bachelor Party. No. Uh, that was not made for TV. Uh, Mazes and Monsters. Oh. Which is a uh, movie that is adapted from a, a novel about uh, people that play Dungeons and Dragons and go crazy. So this uh, particular essay is about both that movie and it touches on uh, the satanic panic of mm-hmm. the 80s, which yeah. is a, a movement yeah. where uh, evangelical Christians were paranoid um, that Satan was in everything, that there were cloaked uh, secretive Kabbalistic satanic child ritual sacrifice. Featured recently in Stranger Things season four. Oh, yeah. is that right? Oh, yeah. so yeah. E- either this is like right on time for me or this is already passe and I, I look no, like a fool no. that I'm just riding the coattails of. I honestly didn't know Tom Hanks was in a f- made for Yeah, I, film, I've so. literally never yeah. heard of that before. It's, so. it's right before he was in Splash and I, I and I'm trying to think, is it uh, right after he was in Bachelor Party possibly or maybe Bachelor Party hadn't been released yet? They probably filmed them about the same time. But uh, Is this easily able, are you easily able to get a hold of that movie to watch? Yep, uh, it's on. Um, what is that uh, streaming service that's free that has everything? YouTube, on it? AMC Plus. No, no, no. Tubi? No. Uh, Tubi is one of them, but it's not. Uh, Roku. Yeah, yeah, it might be. It might be Tubi. Okay, I think it's Tubi. It's on Tubi. Interesting. Um, or you can just watch the essay. Uh, the movie itself is real boring. Well, but that's why I want to <laughs> see it. Though. No, yeah, I want to watch that. So movie. watch the movie, then go watch the essay. And yeah, you yeah. Some really fun video effects in there. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Check out. Uh, you can go to my Instagram at. At this was a movie, or if you're a madman, you can actually go to youtube.com for slash at this was a movie. So it is it is available on Fubo TV. Fubo. Uh, it is available on Peacock, uh, the Roku channel, Hoopla, which is a streaming service you can get for free through your library. Uh, and then it's on Vudu, Tubi, uh, Crackle, Redbox. These are all legitimate things I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and, and Pluto TV. For uh, all, most of them are with ads, but some of them are you can watch for. Uh, You're gonna watch this too, aren't you? I I, I kind of want to go out of my way to see it. Now. And let me just caution listeners: unless you are a a absolutely sadistic lover of punishment, do not watch this movie. Uh, it is really boring. But well, like, well, well, <laughs> you found your right. Group I here. am so sorry, but everybody that listens to this, think about. Okay, just real quick. <laughs> Think about the average person that listens to this show. Yeah, you're they're right. they're gonna want to watch that. That's disturbed, but uh, yeah, check out my essay. Uh, at this was a movie on Instagram has the link to the YouTube channel. It's harder to find. We try, try and search it on YouTube, but yeah, the essays are really fun and funny, and I I think creative and interesting. Um, but the movies are often very very boring. Out. Well, so. I mean, Mystery Science Three Thousand did that right. They take a, a bad movie and make it interesting somehow. And I feel like after I subscribe to your channels i'm gonna find the same yeah i mean nate watched an episode right nate would you like to endorse me yeah i it was actually really fascinating <laughs> i watched the zombie rapers yeah oh well yep they're right there right there with it, <laughs> <laughs> Just shut it right uh, that there. was the uh, yeah I, i've uh tried to uh, soften the language and had to soften that language quite a bit uh to accommodate both youtube and this the idea so that it, i don't want to be zombie humpers or uh, <laughs> I switched it. I switched it to uh, horny zombie. zombies. Is what I switched it to. But zombie humpers would probably be equally good. But yes, the zombies are definitely was there really bad thing looking for was love. there really movies with zombies that actually tried to rape uh, like humans? What it's uh, shivers the movie I'm describing that does do that. In that uh, it's not as graphic as as the, the way that language suggests. It's much more so, It's much softer. It was, it's shocking. Uh, <laughs> in in theory, the actual movie itself is relatively gentle by today's standards. Um, but actually, it's funny you bring this up, uh, as you may know, because you watched the essay. Uh, I do talk about the history of that and also weird briefly touching the fact that there's movies about people 
sexually assaulting zombies, and there's a bizarre history of that as well. So if you're interested in that, <laughs> that's the worst no, way of pitching my I'm, show ever. By the way, I'm so glad that you got somehow into my Google history. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's, we need to move on yes. and say, Nate, people can find you online. Yeah, yeah I'm online. But Brad, people can find you online. Yeah, uh, at the Hive Mind. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, stick with Twitter while while you can, folks. At Ethan underscore Anderton. But we we're, we've been moving over to Hive Social. Check that out. It's a new social media app. Uh, seems pretty decent so far. Anyway, could be the new Twitter. Could just go away in a few months. Who knows? <laughs> uh, it's a wild west out there for social media now. So uh, yeah, but uh, give us five stars on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you know, whatever. Share it with your friends, Stitcher, you know, Spotify, where, Anchor, uh, Earworm, all that shit. Yeah, uh, uh, Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Honestly. Thank you, guys. I'm driving so, well, on here. We'll have you back on for sure. Seriously, oh, thank you so much. So, so fun to talk to you. Hey, Nate, I, hey guys. You were awesome I, as well. Brad, I love you guys. You were here. Hey, this was a lot of fun. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?